My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Best Quality Vacuum, our The Duck Feed show about the Vince Gilliverse. That's Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul. Yeah, and we're starting season three. Talked about season three of Breaking Bad with the episode Nomas. We found the episode that best exemplifies the Nomas lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, I love I love uh, becoming a nomos. Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of joy in the nomos. Mm. Um, I have been my voice is all froggy. Just letting everyone know, and mm-hmm. I'm talking funny because I got a tooth thing. So yep. every once in a while, I'm dodging certain sounds to uh, <laughs> to avoid my tongue, and it makes me sound like I have a speech impediment. Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with having a speech impediment, but it, I I don't usually have one, and I guess that's literally what's happening right now. Uh, yes. in terms of impeding my speech so no. not making light of that uh just letting everyone know why i might be talking a little yeah. bit unusual for myself today it probably won't result in any whistles uh but it no. could uh, you're just your tongue's not moving the way it should because you're avoiding things yeah yeah i got a danger zone yeah um yeah even though i am going to work out some of my favorite uh whistle mm. uh, melodies later yeah. on air just to figure out workshop a mafia okay in the uh, season three premiere hmm. um yeah this is we're season three baby mm-hmm. uh this is great this is a great season yeah um great episode too banger of an open yeah. opener yep very very good open um yeah this uh this episode was written by vince gilligan and directed by brian cranston uh and originally aired on march 21st 2010 yeah uh, and this is the premiere. Picks up about a week after the uh, crash with Albuquerque still racked with grief. Um, mm-hmm. And Walt having gotten a little bit of a stay, uh, but uh, ultimately still needing to move out of his family house to go to the beachcomber. I love the beachcomber. God, I love the beachcomber. <laughs> uh, just, a, just a furnished garbage apartment. Um, <laughs> the uh, Skyler uh, is going to move forward and seeking a divorce against walt Mm -hmm. uh but cannot tell anybody doesn't want to tell anybody why so that is uh that's uh what they like to call hashtag awkward um you know that's a swipe right (laughs) Um, (laughs) cut to my shitbag husband worming his way back into the house yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh we also we also have jesse uh uh getting out of rehab uh kind of with this new perspective on himself and mm-hmm. uh we've got a force of nature coming uh we got the twins yeah. baby it's the first time something explicitly supernatural happens in yes. uh, breaking bad uh <laughs> these guys uh so i was thinking about these guys watching this episode and thinking about how they're introduced and listening to the podcast and how they're being talked about mm-hmm. um a lot of people talk about the plane crash in season two as being a realism kind of breaker for Mm -hmm. breaking bad. Like it's a bridge too far for them. I think you can make an equal argument for these guys. Yes. Uh, These guys are a real cartoon. Mm -hmm. Like I think they're great. Oh yeah. But this is a tonal escalation of this show Mm -hmm. in terms (laughs) of silly super villainy. (laughs) (laughs) This is, it's not the Riddler showing up in the middle of the show, Mm -hmm. but it's not, not the Riddler showing up. It is like, pointing in the direction of a Riddler. There's a Riddler out there in the mist beyond these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, you know, seven crazy assassins or whatever. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 that kind of thing. Like, like so, so some of, uh, you know, so, some of the evil ex-boyfriends are here. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a concept, like a boss. Finally, in this game, we have a boss that could be at the end of a level of final fight. Uh-huh. You know, and previous to this we had avoided final fight stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't it's, fight Gus at the end of a level of final fight, but you can fight these guys. It's throwing off some smoke and aces particles is what it's doing. It's really doing that. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty big. These, these guys are between are somewhere between the the Uncanny Valley between X and Sever. Um I love them, but you have to be on board for this escalation. And I think that like going through it and hearing how they're talking about it and how to them it doesn't seem weird at all. Mm-hmm. Um just really maybe think like god yeah this is a really fucking weird thing to have happen in this show yeah no uh, you know no like when i when i call them a force of nature that's very explicitly what this what this is i mean it, they're they're the they're the villain for they're the first half of the yeah they yeah. are it follows they're the villain for the yeah. first half of the episode or for the first half of the season and a, an excellent fake out um yeah. but like it's just them moving like the distance between them and walt is a is a timer uh, yes. The reason that they are so extra is because they do not speak. They do not speak, and they will kill for basically no reason. Yeah, they they 
they're Punisher villains. They, yes. they kill for no reason. They do not speak. They have what seems to be a psychic bond. You know, yeah. where they just look at each other and then communicate information. Yeah. Like, if you did an edit of the show and put subtitles during those scenes, <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe a Professor X mind warble sound. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. These are the Salamanca cousins uh, called the twins or the cousins, mm-hmm. uh, Marco and Lionel. Yes. Um, played by uh, Luis and Daniel uh, Mancada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel isn't an actor, but yeah. he happens to be a twin, so he got recruited. Yeah. And uh I mean does does as good as his brother does <laughs> because mm-hmm. well, you know, they don't have to talk. Exactly it's it's, ex- it's expression yeah. work, right? Yes. Uh which is which is difficult but also like seems a little bit easier to fake especially if your uh if your remit is to be stony. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The uh they 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 are scary motherfuckers. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, to, to, to underline that, uh, wonderful little anecdote. So Luis uh, uh, has tattoos on his eyelids. Uh, one of them says fuck, and the other says you. Uh, it's oh, weird yeah? that he is the one who went in to be an actor when he has that hurdle <laughs> that everybody has to work over. Well, yeah, they say you can't get a job with face tattoos, but they didn't say anything <laughs> about the eyelids. You, you, it's, it's a corner case. Yep. Know? It's a real yeah, airbud situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but Cranston, Brian Cranston asked like, Hey, did that, did that hurt? And he says, well, the needles didn't, but the spoon that they hold that, that they had to hold against my eye under the lid that did. Oh God! <laughs> mm. Ooh, no, no, Ooh, ouch! Uh, that's phenomenal. What a cool thing to have tattooed on your eyelids. Uh huh. Um, pretty badass. <laughs> way better than my O four five one eyelid tattoo. Um, the, um, this is also the introduction of a thing that I don't remember having a discourse around when the show mm-hmm. was on, but became a later thing. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, Mexico orange camera filter. Yes. Um, when something is shot in Mexico in the show, it's given this intense orange palette. Like you just stepped into Blight Town. Yeah. Um, you know, huge color correction. Mm-hmm. This has become um, like something of a joke. I feel like in the last like five years. Yeah. It wasn't a thing, you know, when the show was on, uh, people joking about this. I don't know if this may, I'm not, I don't like to think of myself as a racist. I don't know if I, this is me doing bad praxis. Uh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's intensely surreal. Yeah. Like I don't obviously, obviously I don't think Mexico is orange, <laughs> but by doing this venue change and making it look so surreal, like the surface of another planet, I think it's, mm. it plays well with the show, with the, yeah. the theming of the show. Yeah. Like the, the, the arguments that I've heard. So this is like concurrent, like breaking bad did not invent the practice of putting a color filter over something to make it seem like a different place. See also memes about like, you know, actual photos of the middle East. And then the same photo of an American production house made a, made a movie about the middle East. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. there's a kind of a, kind of a similar thing. I can, I can see an argument about it. Uh, I would also, I would be a little bit more kind of icked out by it if they did not also show like i mean you have the cousins and people reacting very reasonably to the cousins right like the actual you know day-to-day people are not presented as alien they're presented as people living under different different circumstances that would be the line too far for me but i don't blame anybody for for looking at this and thinking like oh yeah that's kind of shitty and othering in a way that I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they dropped it for Better Call Saul, and also had you know people like, um, uh, oh gosh, Nacho, like they, they yeah, have like the, Nacho and Nacho's dad specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they started having point of view characters. I, yeah. To me, that feels intentional. Like I, again, I'm not. I understand the argument as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and the idea of just using shorthand for another country, I don't think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think that. In the the moment of the episode, the mm-hmm. effect is really cool because you never see anything that color saturated, mm-hmm. almost on TV. Yeah, you know, in in general, um, I think the effect is really neat. It's going to be yeah. up to the individual whether they think it's worth it. Yeah, um, but it, it it works for me on a personal level. You know, even mm-hmm. if I do, I believe the harm that it can do. Yes, and yeah. there are the you know a lot of ink has been spilled about Breaking Bad and the way that it presents border communities and the way that it uh, you know portrays just the Mexico cartel uh, kind of crime you know kind of things. All of that is out there. I don't know that it's for us to decide. 
paired well i know it's not for us to decide paired with some of the bizarre things that we see going going on around the cousins uh, and also kind of paired with like the objectively really cool folk religion stuff that we get in this yeah it 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 is a heightened effect that is uh, you know it is able to be appreciated i think yeah i think so for yeah. me it is you yeah. know you, you can draw your own line uh people listening i think mm-hmm. um the podcast for this is the longest one they've done so far and it's a fun listen without being that educational okay uh, they have um Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston on it mm. And they're fun goofballs. God, I love when they bust like, each other's balls. It's so good. They, they do it. They do a lot of good busting each other's <laughs> balls. Like they, they get asked uh, what it's what kind of preparation they do, you know, to work together for these intense scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. And Brian Cranston's like, when when you have like just one incredibly handsome actor and one that looks all right for a little kid, <laughs> and I just, like, uh, just just very funny. Uh, you know, they're very funny guys. Uh, one of the things that uh, they make fun of in this season, and uh, it's always sunny. Brian Cranston loves talking about acting uh, mm-hmm. and the craft. Like he's so likable, but that's usually a red flag for me. Yeah, yeah. you know, somebody just being like, "Yeah, but when you tread the boards, I mean, thus is acting." Like he's he says shit like that non ironically. Right, right. You know, which, but he's such such a funny, charming dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the commentary I didn't learn a whole lot. Uh, it was just, you know, I think that the biggest problem with that commentary, or the with not the commentary, the the podcast, is that it's it's spoiler free. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's killing it. Like they they have to be coy. They're just like, well, these two were, were they're codenamed the cousins, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm like, do you know how how poorly this will age? <laughs> you know, when, when people go back to this and have, you know, seen the entire show next week, I think it's like next yeah. week where they check in with Tio. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's pretty frustrating. So yeah. not a great, a lot of great information, a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pretty much the same with the commentary. Uh, as much as I like Vince, I think that the commentary really benefits from him not being there on this one. Mm. Cranston, as the director, takes the lead. Uh, and overall, like it is still kind of hung up on a lot of production details, which are fun, right? Like like mm. to, to hear Cranston's genuine joy about the fire stunt in this. Yeah. And kind of like pointing out the seams, like that's real cool. You know, like, oh, like here's here's how that was pulled off. And you get a little bit more like perspective about like acting choices, right? Which yeah. is which you know which which is good. It's a little bit more in the direction of things that I appreciate. But you also had yeah. like you had Skip McDonald as the editor uh, in in on this one. You had the uh, cinematographer whose name escapes me right now. I apologize. Um, and then um, uh, Aaron and uh, Anna uh, in mm, you know talking nice. about the acting stuff as well. So like it was a it was a good room uh, that kind of led to a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a constructive kind of thing as opposed to like uh, back padding, right? Yeah. The 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 uh the podcast has a lot of back padding. It has Dave Porter on it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh and that thing about Vince not being there, I think, is right on because as much as he's very likable, he is the the biggest cheerleader for back padding. Yes. You know. Uh he just like, well, we gotta mm-hmm. hand it to these people, we gotta hand and I'm like, I love that you're being gracious, man, but like yeah, yeah. I don't know, do that on Twitter. Um, <laughs> just, like, we're here to, uh, we're here to provide information and yeah. like by I don't know. You can call out. Not like, read your thank you cards. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Wonderful cold open. Uh. In oh, this yeah. small village that was just an abandoned village that they found when scouting. Uh. With people. Uh. Crawling across the ground. Yeah. Uh. They uh, do some some of those cool classic uh, Breaking Bad misdirects here. The first guy we're gonna find that they have a bandana tied around their elbows and knees this is for padding mm-hmm. the first guy it pans down meaningfully to the one on his knee and it looks like he's injured mm-hmm. you know this is a show where people get shot yeah uh so i'm like oh something bad has happened this guy's crawling away from somebody who shot him yeah you know uh but then they they zoom out and there are more people yeah you know yeah. uh and as you know uh, it, amidst this field of people crawling uh pulls a nice car uh and it's Vince gilligan's car it is that vince gilligan's car does this guy yeah. in a scar? Yeah. He does. They busted uh, his balls about it. It was charming and not that informative. <laughs> like, like. Uh, but i get the twins and we get a good look at them. You know, they are bald. They are in these very flashy, like almost shiny, like silver gray suits. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they're wearing pointed toes with these silvery steel um, uh, or pointed shoes with these silvery steel uh, skulls at the tips. They look like bottle openers. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you expect them to be above all the shit and they just look at each other and then get down and crawl themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, and they beat everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it looks like a race for a second. Yeah, <laughs> like, and the uh, and this is mirrored. Uh, <laughs> them crawling is mirrored very well uh, at the midway point of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they reach this little hut that is decorated with all these flowers. They get inside, and we we get to look around. Um, there are similar to uh, voodoo. There are mm-hmm. high and low culture things. Yep. You know, people are leaving like a little luchador doll and stuff yeah as, as a statue and they they light a candle and they leave an offering a, a big stack of cash under this candle to santa morite um, yeah. Uh, yeah a saint of death uh not pre- not presented as a uh you know in, in human form like you know normal saints death are. itself yes yeah. the lady in yeah. the white dress <laughs> it's um, so good yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like like voodoo it is kind of this mixture of folk religions and indigenous religions uh also with a huge a overtone of catholicism, catholicism. Yeah, yeah you get some catholicism as a binder uh almost yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh and they say they 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 talk, talk about this in the commentary. Uh but like Santa Morte is like you could either like people people will give offerings either when they, you know, <laughs> want somebody to die. Uh you know, like like a almost like a like an avenging angel kind of thing. Um or uh they will say like oh no, like just thinking of this person needs protection, right? So yeah. it kind of like is both, you know, both ways. You know, this is just somebody whose domain is, is, it, is death. Yes. Yeah. And there's nothing, you know, it's non-judgmental as yeah. a as a religion. Like the idea is you can come to this force of death with either way. You know, it's mm-hmm. neither good nor evil. Uh they're also it, you know, it's real good in the uh the podcast they go other way to point out like they're not trying to portray this religion, you know, to a mm-hmm. couple million people follow as like evil or the religion of drug dealers or no, anything. No. Like a lot of people it's just a regular religion. Yeah. You know, they just it, it happens to also be fairly big in the cartels and they read about it and thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, but this crawling stuff is real, like people mm-hmm. doing that, you know, on their way to this, this thing. Yeah. Humble um, yourself. Yeah. 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 Before death. God, folk um, religion is so good. It's super cool. Way cooler yeah. than regular religion. Uh-huh. Uh, you, like, take, take a page, regular religion. Um, we cut to all these newscasts about the plane collision. Uh, this is also a thing where there's, uh, again, kind of interesting, but not that informative. Uh, the woman who talks about the noises and sounds mm-hmm. like hail, that's Brian Cranston's wife. Yep. Uh, Brian Cranston's daughter shows up later. Yes, um, yeah. but it is this uh, this wide range of newscasts that eventually figures out that it was Donald Margolis uh, getting the blame. Uh, losing his daughter gets brought up. Yeah, there. And James uh, photo is it, even shown. It's real disgraceful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we go to a house here, and we see newspapers all about the accident scattered across the floor. Yeah. Um, until we pan over to Walt, who is out back, uh, listening to Cheryl Crow's "All I Want to Do Is Have Some Fun," <laughs> lighting every match in an oversized pack, watching each one burn. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he's just doing doing like the yeah. pilot. He's just <laughs> it's, he's he's yes. he's out he's out in his thinking chair. Yeah, <laughs> light matches, matches and throwing them into the pool. Yeah, yep. throwing thinking matches into the pool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like he notices that the matchbook that he's pulling pu- pulling these out of, you know, is a it's a you know Saul Goodman, right? So he mm-hmm. decides I'm gonna stack all of my uh bricks of cash in the Weber grill, uh, douse them with uh with ignition fluid, uh, and then just burn it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a pox on all of it, right? Yeah, it wasn't worth it, you know. He's obviously <laughs> internalized a lot of guilt for this yes. crash at yeah. this point. Um they they let this go for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually counted. Um, it's about eight seconds. Yeah. Until you start, until you see in his eye yes. that he doesn't want to do this, and then about ten seconds before he actually takes action. There, <laughs> um, as he eventually realizes, like, no, it can't all be for nothing. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> grabs the rail with his bare hand. I mean, and he's right. You uh-huh. know, <laughs> give that money to charity at the very least, man. Yeah. Um, you know, do it like Jesse. Throw it around town. Mm-hmm. Have Mike come and give you a ride. Um. He uh, he throws the grill with his bare hands into the pool. His sleeve catches fire, and he has to jump too. Yeah, uh, uh, he, there's he, a he, lot of talk in the uh, <laughs> the podcast about gels being applied to Brian Cranston's arm, and like what's the proper amount of gel? Whether mm-hmm. it's too much fire, too little fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, did they talk psyched. about his? Did they talk about his Hulk hands? 
Yeah. He was wearing. He had to wear these fake Hulk hands and they ended up uh, getting loose. So he got on top of them in the pool. <laughs> so they wouldn't show them because he was also directing. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Uh, that, I like a good fire stunt. Yeah. Fire stunts yeah. Are, re- are really impressive. Yeah. 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 Uh, Skyler, meanwhile, she's over at the divorce attorney, kind of a minor character for the season, who ends up uh, getting increasingly exasperated with uh, Skyler's reticence to describe what's going on. Yes. Right? Uh, also, the, the the wife of the writer of this episode or the editor. There's a lot of uh, like spouses and, and yes. such appearing in this episode. Yeah. 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 I, I forget who, uh, who she's the wife of, but she does a very good job. Um, uh, but Skylar's explaining the situation, which makes no sense to the lawyer. It's like, okay, so you, you kicked him out. Well, no, I, 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 I left so you could have time. So you moved out. It's like, yeah. we, we really advise that you maintain residence in your home. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, uh, and she, she basically explains like it's, it's the week after Walt should have been moved out. It got all delayed by the crash, you know, cause they were in the debris field body parts fell on their lawn yeah. uh, and everything. And she, she asked a really pointed question. She says, Skylar, do you have an understanding of your husband's financial situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Skylar doesn't want to answer this. Yeah. Uh, she waits and she says, you know, I'm not trying to, to do any kind of gotchas or tricks. Like she's basically, she wants an annulment. Yes. Yeah. You know, she, she wants to just get out mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, and uh, the lawyer says, you know, rightfully like it's not a trick, you know, we're not going to leave any stone unturned. Like, yeah. I want to make sure you get everything you're owed. Yeah. You know, you'd be amazed why I've seen partners hide from one another. Yeah. And, and Skyler goes, bam, motherfucker. <laughs> no, I, I got you topped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, she gets the papers and we'll see those later. Uh, meanwhile, yep. back at the house, uh, <laughs> Walt's fishing uh, his cash out with a pool skimmer when, uh, mm-hmm. when, when, when Hank arrives. Um, and he checks the filter bucket, you know, before, before he goes out to, uh, uh, to, you know, to join him, uh, and pulls, uh, scraps out, but also finds the, uh, the teddy bear's eye that got sucked yeah. into the filter basket. Hey Gary, yeah. yesterday I pulled a snake out of a pool filter basket. Ooh, did you keep it in your pocket for two seasons? <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I was at the pool over in my parents' condo, wow. uh, condo place. Heard the, heard the other people yell like, oh my God, there's a snake in the pool. And I was like, all right, yeah. where is it? It was like, it was over, but it was over by the swall. I was like, it was probably in the filter bucket, pulled out a, pulled out a coin and, uh, uh unscrewed the top. There's a little eight inch garter snake. So to, to the delight of everybody, I reached in, grabbed it behind the head and then threw him into the bushes. <laughs> Cracked it in half. <laughs> <laughs> and wrung it out snake of my mouth and eater. drank the blood. The <laughs> 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 delight of everyone, I swallowed it in one gulp. Yep. Rubbed my tummy and sang a song. <laughs> and then just <laughs> <laughs> gave out a big old burp and he tried to escape, yeah. but I slurped him back yeah. down like a piece yeah, of spaghetti. <laughs> Burped up a skeleton, a snake skeleton. Um, yeah, and I, True story. I played it like a xylophone. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. I love a garter snake. Yeah. Oh. Um, him keeping this uh, lends itself to a lot of uh, what I find to be mildly, oh, no, very mildly, annoying mm-hmm. online theories about like Walt keeping a trophy from all of his victims oh. uh, mm. and stuff. Whereas I just think this is the kind of thing you would do. I know this just felt very real to me as the kind of thing I would do. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to hold on to this. Like, I don't know why. It's a weird it's just, thing. That was a big important yeah. thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. You know, it is, it is an unusually like well-produced stuffed animal eye, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, he puts that in his pocket uh, as Hank rolls up uh, and Hank is talking about the crash. Uh, Cause Hank is in hell. Oh yeah. Here. Uh, this is an emotionally vulnerable situation, which Hank hates. Mm-hmm. He talks about it's nine 11 on steroids uh, all that stuff it really sucks. And then he starts trying to give advice to Walt, yeah. and his advice is very funny. He's like, yeah. Listen, you make a tactical retreat, then <laughs> boom, get in there. Because uh, nobody knows what's going on. Like nobody uh, actually knows the context, so they can right. only give this kind of shit. He 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 does he doesn't go bong. He goes bong. Yeah. <laughs> bong. You're back, baby. The, the, the perfectly clear. 
bong sound that he does. It's really like funny. It, it, I don't know where in the mouth it lives. It is it, it is not <laughs> it, you the, the human speech mechanism, like the pharynx should you need a liar birds like syrinx to do this yeah, to make that our sound. Our mouth parts won't do it. Have, have you heard like remixes where people take that as a oh. sample? <laughs> no. People will take the bong as a sample and then like makes just like like chiptune songs out of it. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. I gotta I gotta find that. That's great. Dean Norris uh, is a very gifted comic actor. Yes. Um, I love him. Uh, Walt eyes his duffel bag full of cash uh, and goes to pick it up and Hank takes it. You know, hey, yeah. you're not supposed to be lifting anything heavy. You just had your fucking, you know, chest was open like a cabinet. Yeah. Uh, and and I love this moment so much. Mm-hmm. This was the, the teaser for season three that mm-hmm. was on the season two DVD. Um, you know, he grabs and goes, Jesus, Walt, what do you got in there? Cinder blocks? <laughs> and, uh, and, and Walt looks and goes, half million in cash <laughs> and he takes it as a joke uh and it's great he just laughs <laughs> and goes spirit. that's a spirit <laughs> keep it up, i love buddy. it so much it's it's so good um <laughs> just the, the, the impunity that walt feels right now <laughs> yeah you know, just, like... It's like i don't everything is sucked lately <laughs> you know <laughs> like, oh um, gosh i mean it's either impunity or he just doesn't care like just i'll yeah, take this exactly. risk because he's not gonna believe me he's not gonna look through it's my great. shit he wants to get out of here as quickly as possible yeah it's so good yeah. uh we check in do a very quick check-in on jesse he's at the rehab center planting flowers uh it cuts over to his group therapy uh session with his counselor um i don't know this actor but he does a really good job oh he's it's amazing really lived in performance yeah you know uh, and he says, you know, who's here to uh, to become a better person? And he goes, no, it's wrong. You're here to learn self-acceptance. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a real Hollywood version of an N.A. kind of thing. You know, the counselor yes. doesn't you know, doesn't talk. But, you know, yeah. it's a it, it, it is welcome nonetheless because uh, of this guy. His name's Jer. Jer something. Yeah. Uh, his name. He looks like a Jer. Yeah. Uh, next morning, Skylar and Flynn are eating breakfast. Like in uh, there's tons of tension. Yes. You know, Flynn, do you want more waffles? He doesn't even answer. He's not talking to his mom. Yes. Breakfast has uh, failed. Yes. It's the one that's the, this is, you can tell Flynn's in rough shape because <laughs> he's, he's super effective. Breakfast mm-hmm. is to him. Yeah. Um, Walt calls just to give his new contact information at the, at the beachcomber. Um, for, for anybody who's outside of the U.S. and just doesn't have a map of where New Mexico is in your head, hours and hours and hours away from the ocean. Yeah. No, no beaches well, here. <laughs> And I also, I don't know if this kind of um, divorced dad apartment complex <laughs> is common knowledge, but these are a real thing. Like mm-hmm. in The Simpsons, when Milhouse's dad, you know, yeah. I sleep in a racing car, that's like a real place. Like my dad lived in a couple of those when, you know, I wouldn't stay with my dad at a couple of these things where it was just like a mm-hmm. bunch of bachelor, bachelors at furnished apartments. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, just uh, we find we find that our freshly single residents, you know, need to come in at a moment's notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the idea is they all think they're coming back. Uh-huh. They're not going to buy a new couch. They own a couch. Yeah. You know, so so the, the, these are real things. And they always have names like the Beachcomber. Yes. Even in this so line, even says, like, it's not as nice as the, he says something else. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> what it is, but another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Flynn, he, you know, steps away from his mom and picks up the phone and saying, like, hey, I want to ride, you know, ride to school. Kind of a reverse yes. of, you know, him wanting nothing to do with his dad. You know, now yeah. you just Flynn wants, he just doesn't want to go with his mom. Yeah, a real thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt's at his apartment making himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, you know, the Jesse phone rings, you know, his, his second cell phone. He checks it. He has a text message. It just says Poyos. Right. Um, and he this would ordinarily be an emergency. He's not going to follow up on this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he goes back to his sandwich and cuts the crust off and then keeps cutting until there's barely a sandwich yeah. left. Uh, him picking up this habit is part of his trophy theory. Oh jeez! Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to what I think is the the best scene of dark comedy uh, oh, yeah. in the show so far, mm-hmm. and maybe of the whole show. Um, this, this, this is, is so funny. This is S plus tier, is what this is like, yes. and it is such good character, such good character thing too. Yeah, as well, like on Walt's part, which is obviously the uh, um, the you know the, the the center of this, the crux and the climax of the scene, but like mm-hmm. all of the students. You know, any of yes. them who who give a who, who who give their little speech, you know, it's the very earnest girl kind of bookended by the two little dipshits. The dipshits are so funny. Yeah. They're, they're good jokes, uh-huh. you know, um, you know, and, and again, it's really well observed, right? Like yeah. you're a town where this happens. I don't think you're going to shake it off. Like everyone is going to shake it off like nothing. 
right? right? Right. But there were definitely people in high school who would be like, you know, okay, now we get the day off. Yeah. And yeah. now we have an assembly. Like, this doesn't matter to me because nobody who I knew was affected. Mm-hmm. That's a very teenage outlook. You know, so these dipshits yeah, yeah. would be dipshits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. but we cut in on this guy. It, you know, it's a, it's a whole school assembly, you know, just for, for everybody to collectively process their grief. And they make the mistake of handing out the microphone. Anybody who wants to yes. speak. Um, yep. and cut, you know, cut in on this, on, on this guy saying like, oh, I just find it very hard to concentrate because of all of the horrors we perceived. <laughs> I'm searching <laughs> for words. Yeah. And they, you know, they say in some colleges, if you come home, your roommates killed himself. Like he's just hanging in the closet. You get an A for the semester. Um, and I just think that would be the compassionate thing, for thing all to do. Those. You know, and the teacher cuts him off. Very funny. Yeah. You know, uh, girl, this is Brian Cranston's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets up and talks about how you know how a god you know allow this. Um, you know, the principal says keep it secular, and then she just says she's uh, tortured by the sound of the explosion. And just the 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 look, the look on yeah. Walt's face as he is, you know, like he, he very shortly is going to try and you know disclaim all of this. Yeah, but like he's, he's kind of rolling his eyes. Yeah, like almost like just like ah, like yeah. uh, the sound of the explosion. Get over it. And that's what it, literally the tact he's going to take, not just here, but later when he's talking to Jesse. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> if Walt has a superpower, like we've talked about it before, pride is his downfall. But with that comes a superpower to justify like speed run justifications mm-hmm. for himself. Yeah. Like this is pretty quick to yeah. be over it. Yeah. You know? It's uh, <laughs> they talk about it in the commentary, too. It's like, you know, Walt, Walt has like intentionally rushed himself through all these stages. Right. Yes. And he like he's like running out of he- running out ahead of everybody and like dancing. And it's like, you know, what the hell? This is not, you know, that th- that is only motivated reasoning and motivated processing. Right. Yes. That's a, th- yeah. th- that is all that it could be. Uh, the third wow. kid speaks and we've got another dipshit. This is uh, so funny. <laughs> who is getting up and in front of all these traumatized people, you know, some of whom were like right under this and literally had this happen. But he talks about his neighbor who, you know, heard the noise and went outside and found an upright airline seat with legs still strapped to it. Human right next, legs. The human legs. He, he clarifies. <laughs> right next to his sea dues because he has sea dues. <laughs> God, that's so good. And Walt goes, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like. He's not, you know, stricken by it. This is this is a very well crafted comedy scene. Uh, yeah, the teacher thinks he's stricken by it, you know, <laughs> and he like tries to wave off the mic, uh, but then she she weaponizes him coming back to work, uh-huh. gets everyone to applaud for him, so he has to take it. Yeah, uh, you know, and he I, I love this so much. Uh, great performance from Brian uh-huh. Cranston. Uh, you know, I guess what I want to say is to look on the bright side, you know, (laughs) and he starts listing out, you know, the bright side, like, you know, the fact that nobody on the ground was killed in a major metropolitan area. It's a minor miracle. miracle. Yeah. You know, nobody on the ground was hurt. Neither plane was full. It was what? Two thirds of the way full. Uh huh. You know, (laughs) three fourths, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you see him as being completely over this because I read into this, somebody who has, you know, like, it's very clear. He's been looking at all of the, uh, we see him having looked at all of the newspaper stuff. This is somebody who is like up all night, just trawling Wikipedia, looking for anything he can find to make, to to, to diminish further in that process. Yeah. Right. Like I, I I think he's, he's in that too. I think it's what you said, right. It's like, he's been speed running the the different stages. Yes. The people are are talking about. So like, yeah, and he's also going to keep the eye with him. Like, in in my head, I immediately felt dif- like wanted to cut off somebody being like, "Well, oh, I don't think Walt's actually over it at all." He keeps the eyeball with him for two, and it's like mm-hmm. there's a, there's a spectrum. Yes, he has he has justified it to himself enough to move on and function, <laughs> and he's frustrated <laughs> with everyone else for not doing that. There's a very real sense that he just doesn't want to hear or think about this anymore. Yes. And for like uh, it, it something very funny. So you see all the people they have little blue ribbons on, and that's like you know the official. Uh, just a symbol of like, oh yeah, we're you know, wearing this in support of the victims of the Wayfarer 515 crash, yeah. right? Yeah, um, and some other plane we don't talk about. <laughs> it was only like a, <laughs> it was like a little like passenger. They like had like yeah. eight people in it. Come on, yeah, they didn't uh, really matter though. Like the police said they didn't 
account. So. <laughs> but like slowly those uh like those ribbons are gonna go away, but for most of season three they're on. The only person who keeps it, the person who keeps it the longest is Saul because he's out yeah. there making money hand over fist on the uh on the yeah. on the lawsuits uh, for people who were affected by the by the debris field, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh so he says, you know, uh yeah, what we're left with is the 50th, actually tied for 50th, mm-hmm. worst there air were, traffic disaster. There are 53 worst air traffic disasters. At least, at worst or better, you know, you know? Uh, or worse or the same, you know. Uh, and he's like, and what about this one? You know, you haven't heard of that. You know why? Because mm-hmm. people move on, <laughs> move on. And they survive. You know, he's it's it's ridiculous he's just caught in a loop just saying people survive yep. they move on and watching all they the survive. other teachers just groan at his bullshit like yeah. it's a very funny scene well i mean uh, and, the, and the student like the cutaways to the students are fantastic too like, uh, <laughs> until, so much. until the principal just has to take the microphone out of his hand because he's like, just up there where'd he beans at where'd he beans yeah. at <laughs> over and over again <laughs> just kind of yank it away from him it's so good <laughs> i love it i love it so much yeah um back in orange land uh you know back back down to mexico the twins pull off onto this ho- small homestead and take some clothes from a clothesline there and the family watches as they change their clothes yeah you know uh like the the dad like takes a step forward like he's going to like say like hey what are you doing uh, yeah. But he stops because the you know, they take off their jackets and he sees the uh, the the shoulder holsters that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, before they leave, they walk up to a little girl and they mad dog her before putting their key ring on this goat's horn uh, and walk forward with their new clothes. They're giving the car. Yes, uh, in exchange, I am fine with this. I think them randomly killing the other group of people mm-hmm. is. A little, I mean, I know they saw their face, but sort of this family, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the the cartel morality is a little bit um, inconsistent for me I, sometimes. To, to, and to I, a point, I think. Yeah, like, and, and like, I get, yeah, exactly. I get that they're supposed to just be. I guess it would be more interesting to me. My understanding of one of the things that this sensationalizes about the cartel, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying you have to hand it to the cartels, mm-hmm. um, no. but is that that they are just business people. Yeah, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, like things like murdering that truck full of people that's going to happen here in a moment, mm-hmm. uh, is not does not advance their cause. No, no. you know, there, there's really no reason for it. I think about Lalo uh, escaping mm-hmm. in Better Call Saul and killing that woman. Yeah, for no reason I can discern. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of stuff kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it feels like it is it is to a point the cartel is scary. They can be scary while still acting like logical. Yeah. I, I mean, so so I, I at the point that I was saying, like, oh, it's to a point is not so much to make them seem scary. Like uh, what, what I said is to a point to is um, the inconsistency of it is like, mm. you know, just any, anybody who says they're doing crime for a reason, you know, just yeah. like, yeah, no, there's there, there's nothing like little rhyme or reason to this. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas. It, I, I guess my point is, is it sensationalizes yeah. them a little bit. Like I can see the argument that it sensationalizes mm-hmm. it a little bit. Yes. Yeah. You know, Cause people do do crime for reasons, mm-hmm. you know, uh, generally people are self-serving, not malicious. Yes. Um, not always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they proceed on foot. Uh, we cut over to uh, Walt dropping off Flynn at the house. You know, his windshield is still cracked. Uh, <sighs> And hey, he's wa- trying to make hey, walls. <laughs> safe light repair, <laughs> safe light replace, yeah. replace, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, uh, uh, he asked Flynn, he's trying to make small talk. He's like, How's your Aunt Marie doing? Uh-huh. And uh, Flynn is, doesn't want to put up with either anybody. Yeah, right. He right. goes, Why don't you just come inside? It's your house. Mm-hmm. You know, come in. And we don't get to see how that conversation ends. We cut over to the inside where Marie tells uh, Skylar, like, Oh, he's gone. So she can get up. Mm-hmm. Flynn comes in and immediately comes and yells at his mom. Yeah. You know, yeah. why, why you got to be like this, right? Yeah. You know, just talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Horrible and, situation uh, for Skylar to be in. I mean, just oh, to just poor be fucking Skylar. Yeah, yeah. To be, tr- to be trapped in this house, you know, with a son who hates you for a reason that you cannot explain. Like yeah. Skylar being worn down over these seasons is so fucking rough. Yeah. Um, you know, into acceptance, mm-hmm. you know, eventually like, um, it's not, you know, again, uh, a comparison, like it's not like Kim Wexler, right? 
Right, right. Like it'll be really interesting to compare those those partners. Like I'm not minimizing them as partners. Like Kim Wexler is a major character. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that she gets nominated for supporting actress is crazy. Yeah. Uh, she's a main character of that show. Um, but the idea of the partners of these criminals, rather, mm-hmm. how they react, there's a really interesting contrast there with uh Skylar getting worn down into becoming complicit with Kim always being complicit curious, uh, mm-hmm. but just having a hard line. Yeah. Uh, and the morality between those two, those two positions is interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, Marie continues being her non-helpful self, you know, say just trying to like explain, like, oh, how, how Flynn must be feeling, you know, dying of curiosity, you know, this yeah, juicy this, thing that he like, wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking so about funny. herself. Yeah. We just get a little reintroduction of Marie. Uh, it's real cute. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, this is, you know, the idea that Skylar hasn't told anybody what's going on. Yeah. You know, uh, we cut over to another group therapy session with Jesse, uh, you know, and, and the, the therapist is saying, you know, are you, how good are you? Are you good enough? You maybe aren't good enough to be president, but are you good enough to be okay with who you are and what you are? Right. You know, uh, and the, Jesse is fuming at this. Yes. Like, this is really hitting him. He throws something into the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it causes a spark and the therapist notes of it, you know, notes this and says, Jesse, you know, you never speak. What, if you want to tell me I'm full of shit, do it. Like, what, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, and you know, Jesse asks, you know, so what makes you the expert? You know, you're yeah. just like, you know, never said I was an expert, but you know, you're sitting here, you know, you're leading this, right. You know, yeah. so how about this? Like, have you, have you ever really hurt somebody? You know, he's talking yes. about, you know, talking about coming to grips with hurting people, hurting yourself. You know, like, yeah. and just like, not just like, oh, I let you know, let my mom down or whatever, but like really actually hurt somebody. And the counselor just comes out and says it, says, well, I killed my daughter. Uh, and this performance is so good, particularly because of the distance that is here. Yes. This is somebody who is, you know, years down the line, like this had, like the incident happened in 1992. This is somebody who's done a, you know, a great amount of rebuilding, but can still yes. speak about it in a, in a functional way. Yeah. Right. It happened. It, yes. It's not, it's not cold. It's not, uh, you know, dissociating with the, the thing mm-hmm. like it's responsibility, but there's nothing that can change the past. Yes. You know, yeah. um, and, uh, tells a story this heart wrenching story, mm-hmm. you know, it was his birthday is 1992. He was high on Coke and he was drunk because it was his birthday. Uh, he had plenty of Coke, but he was out of vodka and, uh, where he lived, they had state liquor stores, these ABC stores and was going to close at five and his wife wouldn't go get him vodka. Right. You know, he's like, they're not going to sell to me. It's, it's 18 minutes till. Right. You know, so he has to get in the car and hurry and he backs over his daughter. Yep. She was playing uh, at the, the driveway, playing at the end of the driveway. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely tragic thing that could, you know, can happen. Yeah. It's a, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse says, how, you know, how do you not hate yourself? And he goes, I did. I did for a really, really long time. And it just made me want to drink and do drugs more. Mm-hmm. You know, self-hatred and guilt stand in the way of true change. They're not productive. Yeah. And what he's getting at here is something that I, I really believe. Oh, we, it's, we about, it's one of the yeah. most true things that that could be said. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we talk about this all the time, you know, with things. But like, regardless of what happens, you have to wake up the next day mm-hmm. and, and be alive. Right. So, like, I think about this a lot with public shaming. And before anybody calls me Stephen Crowder or some shit, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, you got to hand it to these people. They're being mm-hmm. unfairly persecuted. I'm not saying that. No. I am saying, though, that we do, it is good to have a way to come back. Yeah. Uh, there is a way that where you can do the work, which this character clearly has, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the people who get, like, called out now haven't, you know. Mm-hmm. So being mad about that, absolutely reasonable, I think. Yeah. I'm mad about it, too. Um, <clears throat> but there has to be a path. Yeah. Like, there can be, there has to be work you can do. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise, like, we we just have non-existent people like we have non-functional people mm-hmm. that person is going to wake up and still have to be yes you know and you you have to have a way to be mm-hmm. you, you you cannot be alive and not and exist in that scenario yeah. might not you know? be the the way that you were before or with the same people but there has to be it a way shouldn't to be, be. It shouldn't yeah. no absolutely not yeah. like you know yeah. it, his his wife is not brought up in this but you know <laughs> like it is it, it would be perfectly reasonable she for divorced her because she was into it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but um, like you know just yeah. you still have to wake you still have to wake up right yeah yeah so so you should be able to do work to to you know 
do restorative justice to to try to make amends and that's what this guy is obviously trying to do yeah by taking this job right like he's trying yeah. to help other people uh get better so they prevent incidents mm-hmm. like he did like i think yeah. that's good you yep. know nobody individual person has to re- forgive anybody for for anything that's horrible but you can't find it outside the pale for someone to forgive themselves enough to move on mm-hmm. you know to do work because the the human you have to yeah. it is a, a part of humanity to mm-hmm. do that i think yeah um yeah yeah I just love this performance. Love this monologue. Great performance. It, it yeah, just it really sticks out. I'm so and I'm so happy that this counselor comes back. Later yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, he's very good. So um, another really just back to back just banger scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back at the beachcomber, uh, Walt's in his apartment. He drops the bear eye under his bed, goes to grab it when Skyler knocks on the door. Yeah. Uh, she gives him a little smile and he welcomes her and thinking, you know, it's time to talk. Yeah. You know, to work the old white charm. God, the, yeah. the, the, the faces in this are yes. so good. Like just, just, I mean, Skylar walking in clearly having been crying the whole way over yeah. or like having spent yeah. time in the car in the parking lot, just, I mean, just completely wiped out and like Walt's hopeful little look as she walks in as well. You know, yeah. like just get like, okay, here we, you know, like if it, <laughs> Walter's whole thing, if I'm talking, I have a chance to win. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she sits and, you know, it's quiet. And Walt sits there and does like, okay, so do you want to start? You know, yeah. like, okay, this is the, like, this is your move. Like, if you're looking for me to apologize yeah. or try to explain, like, that doesn't work. So, what are you here for? Yeah. Uh, and she just pulls out the divorce papers. You know, she doesn't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wants a divorce. And Walt is absolutely gobsmacked by this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing this to punish me. This is punitive. Uh, she denies it, but he keeps saying it until eventually he says, we're happily married. I am happily married. <laughs> he corrects uh, himself. I love, <laughs> I love saying that as a a, a badge, uh-huh. you know, buttressing himself up. No, yeah. I am happily married, <laughs> you know. Um Oh gosh. Uh and he starts doing the shithead like you don't have the full context. You know, yeah. there's a whole other side to this thing that you know you've never heard. A, a because Walt has spent the past several months trying not to say anything about it. Yeah. You know, lying to, about it. to be a little mildly fair to Walt, he did say, like, if you stay, I'll tell you everything. Yes. Like I think yeah. he, he has moved past that. I don't blame Skylar for not buying it though, because she doesn't know that. Yeah. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't trust him. It's a more fundamental thing than just what he did. Yes. You know, yeah. but it, from his mind, it, <clears throat> I think it speaks to Walt where he's updated his files on himself. We're like, no, I'm willing to be transparent now. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. him, that erases everything that came before. Erases all the deceit and all the times where she asked, like, what's going on? Do not push me yeah. away, et cetera, et cetera. Like, no, I, yes. I had this ultimatum and you, you turned it down once. And then there we yeah. go. Well, I made it, I made an effort. Bye. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I set yeah. a boundary. Yeah. You know? uh, and he he starts going in, you know, there's other side, and she just calls him out. She goes, You're a drug dealer. Yeah. You know? And th- this is this is Vorpal. You know? Yeah. This is a sniper shot to Walt's heart. Just the the journey that his face goes on because yeah. you can just see his reflexive and you know, Grant Cranston does a great work at this. Like his reflexive is just like no, like no, but he has to like like catch himself and choke on it. Yeah. And then he has no words left because he can't deny it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, like silence. And then she, yeah. you know, says like, it basically gives her reasoning. How else could you have possibly made that kind of money? Right. Yeah. And this is a good decision on Skylar's part too, because like, you know, you can tell that she's never let herself go this far as to what yeah. he must've been doing. And the worst thing that can, that, that she can think of, you, you know, like the most likely thing is like, oh, it's my, it must be marijuana that Pinkman kid. Yeah, right. You're making a half a million dollars in marijuana in six months. It's a Fortune 500 job. Yeah. Um. The uh. You know, but this it makes sense for her because she's very naive about drugs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Wall shakes his head and she goes, "Cocaine." She's heard about cocaine on the TV. <laughs> uh. Until eventually he corrects her. You know, he comes clean. Methamphetamine, mm-hmm. and I'm a manufacturer. I'm not a dealer per se uh and like to him that's a that's a world of difference right oh yes uh and and to her it is not uh she gets up to leave and walt grabs her saying like no no you you don't know the reasons like there's more to know 
Mm -hmm. you know, and this is where she counters with a deal. And she says, I'm not going to tell Hank. I'm not going to tell your children if you just grant this divorce and stay away. That is my one time offer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he he protests and she says, now let me get the hell out of here before I throw up the disgust and fear as she wants to shake. I mean, when she's like yanks, yanks her hand away from his, as he reaches out yeah. to grab it. And then just the, just the shaking off as she crosses the threshold there. Like I just, oh, man, it is, yeah. it is very pronounced. And yeah, Skylar, uh, just amazing. Or Anna Gunn's performance yeah. in this. Anna Gunn is a great actress. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Walt picks up Jesse at rehab, which I really like, you know, who else is going to do it? This family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your windshield's broken. Uh, yep, you know, <laughs> uh, and takes Walt to the beachcomber where he's going to crash on the couch. You know, yeah. uh, he's like, yeah, I'm over here. I'm having some friction in my, my marriage as strictly temporary. Uh, <laughs> so don't funny. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, and he brings up the money, right? So yep. you could talk about arrangements, you know, like, okay, well, you're going to get back on your feet. You know, the money, it's all there. You know, it's a, it's over at Saul's when you want it, whenever you're feeling better. You know, and Jesse says it and, you know, it's true. Uh, I'm done using. I feel better. Right. But he's, yeah. you know, still. I he's mean, a shell. Yeah, he's a shell. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the way to put it. He also just looks different, too. Like he's fully clean yes. shaven, you know, yeah. like and like wearing, you know, non, you know, scungy five days soiled clothes kind of stuff. It makes him look like he's wearing makeup a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, to me. You know, and and Walt starts brightsiding again. Uh, you know, Jesse, in spite of how bad things got, this really could be looked at as a wake up call for both of us. We'll go the straight and narrow. Yeah. You know, uh, and Jesse just says, you hear about that plane crash? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I love that so much. Yeah. And, and Walt is doing a thing here that I think is right hearted in a way. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you can do it right hearted, but also have a wrong reason. Like he very much doesn't want to, uh, he, he, just, he just wants this to go away. Like, just like, no, no, I, just don't hold yourself accountable for that. Well, yeah. I think so. But he also doesn't want Jesse blaming himself for it. I think that's genuine. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't yet. think he's, you know, Je- he stops Jesse from blaming himself. Not least of which, because he knows that he let Jane die. Yeah. But yeah. also just because uh, Jesse is, Jesse's a little bit responsible. You know, Jesse mm-hmm. did drugs around Jane, got her back on on drugs. Uh, Walt's a little responsible. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesse's dad's a little responsible. These things he's going to list out are a little responsible, too. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. diffusing guilt. Like, great tragedies have many authors. Yeah, yeah. You know, Saying, you know like, oh, there are many yeah. factors at play here. Yeah, like a collision thing was faulty. They're using 60s technology. Again, somebody that... somebody doing a bunch of Wikipedia diving. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is weird that like one person can just make a mistake like that and crash two planes into each other. Uh-huh. Like that, you know, like that is weird. Uh-huh. You know, it's not it's not mostly that thing's fault. But Walt is doing a thing where he's like, this is actually very complicated. The blame is diffuse, which yeah, I think yeah. is actually true. It you just, know, and and even though he is doing it to tell himself, he's also doing it, I think, to stop Jesse just, from carrying that entire weight. Yeah, I mean, and stop Jesse from spiraling too. Yeah, you know, like just that's the, the only reason why why uh, Jesse would bring it up, right? Is yeah, you know, because they are very they're close to this. They're they're yes. they're, they're close to the heart of it, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, there's just something about the real like uh, kind of like the snaky delivery on that's public yeah, records goes, you can look that up he goes into performance <laughs> mode he yeah. goes into performance teacher mode it's just which, it's, which is definitely sneaky yeah and it's I, it's real similar to what he's doing at the assembly and also it stands yes. you know it stands athwart what jesse has been you know, kind of internalized from this therapy and from this from you know from this time right jesse is sitting across from this person who is doing an awful lot uh yeah. you know to, he's uh, running from of, a thing instead of confronting it yes yeah. you know as a thing whereas the the jesse the wrong lesson jesse mm-hmm. is saying i need to accept myself i am totally responsible for this mm-hmm. he's equating him and jane to the guy backing over his daughter yes and they're not you equivalent know. right mm-hmm. right the other reason why i think there's a little bit of shade to what brian uh what walt's doing here like i'm not saying it's not self-serving yeah, yeah. but this is a time where later he would do things like this to manipulate jesse to keep him functional 
mm-hmm. because Jesse is useful to him. Yes. Jesse's not useful to him here. He, yeah, no, both of them, neither of them want to continue. To, well, we're going to yeah. find out Jesse is, is going to be leaning way into it. Uh, yes. But, you know, Walt, you know, just like he he doesn't see him as a They as don't a have a scheme asset. going yeah. right now. You know, like they don't have a thing going. He doesn't need to keep Walt. He doesn't need uh, to manipulate Jesse like a chess piece mm-hmm. right here. So I guess that's what I mean is it's non-manipulative. Yeah. He yeah. might be saying it for both of them, but he's not trying to get a, a specific effect yeah he doesn't have anything materially to be gained from jesse you know yeah but b- forgiving you know, himself believing. yeah yeah like yeah. he did with the atm yeah. you know it, this isn't a euro blowfish speech yes um you know and and jesse says you know like you can run away you can accept i have to accept who i am and walt says and who are you and he goes I'm the bad guy. And he turns towards the camera and his face turns into the Joker. Uh, it's a real weird moment. It's the kind of magical realism I thought they, they got rid of, but he's the Joker. now. Yeah. Um, I, I take, I take a little bit of, I don't know the line. I'm the bad guy sits a little sideways. Yeah. For me. I, that's why I make him fun of. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I just like, I'm I like even just like the change of I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Yes. Like I'm... the bad guy is too badass. Yeah. Uh it is too much like something a Batman villain would say to Batman. He, he just he, he says that and immediately like a little soul patch just grows and suddenly yes. he's it's Jack. It's real too. Jack too shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's Aaron Paul Aaron Paul is good casting as Jack. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, it's a little too it's a little too edgy. You know, I'm the bad guy. Like he is going yeah. through an identity crisis. That's a little on the nose for me. Mm-hmm. Uh I think. Yeah. Uh so Walt finally goes to Poyos. And uh, and Gus sits down with him, you know, uh, may I sit down? Uh, I have an offer. And Walt says, listen, you know, I appreciate you. I owe you the courtesy and respect. This is nothing to do with you personally. I mm-hmm. I think your professionalism is very admirable, but I'm out. You know, I'm yeah. at this crossroads. Uh, you know, I've realized I'm not a criminal. No offense <laughs> to anyone who is. Contrast this with the very, very central theming in Better Call Saul with speeches that Mike gives to Mark Proach. And then also to Nacho's dad at the end. Yes. You know, uh, Mark Price, uh, or, you know, Price says, I'm not a criminal. And, and you know, Mike says, you are. Mm-hmm. You decided something, you know, took something that wasn't yours and you sold it for money. Mm-hmm. Now, I've known good criminals. I've known bad criminals, but you are a criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an extension of this idea. Yes. You know, Walt saying, I don't want to identify as this thing that I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this. It, uh, just, and, uh, just more denial, more running from what he has done. Yes. You know, trying to to put the 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 genie back in the bottle while you have this force of nature coming Mm -hmm. up from the, you know, Uh, so Gus says, I'd like to make my offer anyway, uh, three million dollars for three months. (laughs) And Walt is really impressed by this. And Gus is very confident and very used to getting his way. He goes, Mm -hmm. you know, may I take this as a yes? And Walt goes, you know, no, like I have Mm -hmm. more money than I know how to spend. What I need is my family. Yeah. You know, I don't have my family. Yeah. Uh, very self-aware for Walt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, just some, sometimes you get that, uh, you know, you get that clarity yeah. and you know, like this, this is a good, it, 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 it's a, it is a good thing that he has done here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it is, it, he's not making it, uh, at, like from a point of weakness where he's, you know, going to make things a lot worse for a bunch of other people based on his decision. Um, I said that unclearly, but, um, yeah, just like this, this is, this is the right choice for him to have made. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's going to sound a lot like I'm trying to hand it to Walt in Mm -hmm. season three, Breaking Bad. My Mm. point has never been that Walt is good. It's that the slide into evil is more subtle than some people think. Mm -hmm. And I think that these little moments where I think he is genuinely, there's a, there's a, an element of good intention. This stuff lasts a lot longer than, than some people think. Yeah. And I see it here. Yeah. You know, so, I, I have more money than I know what to do with. I need my family is very clear eyed. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and moral. Something doesn't die without fighting, you know? Yes. You know, like as Walt is, is slowly strangling, uh, this good part of himself, that good part yeah. is still going to lash out. That's Cassandra and you're going to get Nova these. is slowly. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. the two bald people inside his womb. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it is it is not a you know clean and gradual process. Uh, yes. You know, it's not just a fader going down. Uh, and this yeah. is one of those. This is one of those lashes, right? Well, and even the climax at the end of the season that is what sends us into, uh, can you know, turns uh, Gus into the villain. You know, turns mm-hmm. us in contentious uh, relationship is act an act of love. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. Um, Gus goes back into customer service mode, mode and just says, "Enjoy your meal." Yeah, and leaves, uh, seemingly accepting it. Just the mask, like the mask going yep. up, like his like his eyes just get less reflective as the he, smile he's goes very up. Good. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, then we get the uh, this is my least favorite scene in the episode. Mm-hmm. I think this is silly from the whole thing, yes. uh, from front to back. Uh, the twins are in the back of a smuggler's truck, uh, hidden between straw bales you know, making their way in. And there's a kid who has done this run several times. Yeah. It's his third um, time going you know, up. Yep. The, the three bumps means we're in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's going to get a job painting cars. He's been painting cars for all of the big gangsters uh, down there. He's, he's talking big, big talk. Yeah. Uh, and then he notices the two people across from him who are just silently staring daggers into his eyes and are dressed, <laughs> like, you know, dressed, uh, are identical twins. Uh-huh. Uh, I would have stopped before I saw the boots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like like everybody else is just sitting there sitting quiet like probably yeah, yeah. you know I, I've, I've never made this run and i'm not here to tell <laughs> tell anybody what to do but if oh you, you know, must <laughs> you've I'm never just, been uh, no. <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying the other folks in the car probably have the redder you know, have in the truck have the have the better idea which is we're sneaking you know bad yeah, things yeah. will happen to us if we get caught uh I, so like let's just sit yeah. quiet <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go also like you're in this, this situation with a lot of strangers and everything. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they've gone through. Probably a lot. Yeah. You know, this, this is a rough situation. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just it's it generally a good time to like, I don't want to see this kid in like the waiting room at a vet's office. Right. You know, right. or something like that. Like this is not the, te- the venue. Yeah. So he sees the shoes and he shuts up. Uh, and then the, I, again, I hate this. The twins look at each other and they're like, it's party time. And they uh, they kill everybody mm-hmm. uh, in the back. You know, the yeah. driver hears gunshots, uh, comes out, and the twins get out and shoot him as he as he hobbles away on his bad leg. He's been shot, and then he crawls uh, here. Uh, the twins go to to finish off the driver. The other one, uh, they each get out a cigarette. Uh, they shoot holes in the fuel tank, light the cigarette, throw it into the gasoline, and it blows up on on fire. We're watching the dra- the Double Dragon movie. Yep. Uh, for work, this is some double dragon movie shit. Oh yeah. Uh, in the middle of this episode, and then they do a slow badass walk towards the camera with the explosion in the background. I'm trying and for to... a brief second. I'm like, what the fuck show am I watching? Yeah, uh, I- I'm trying to look this up. So this came out in 2010. What year? I can't find what year the uh, Lonely Island song. Okay, 2009. Uh, cool this guys was already don't look at explosions. Yes, yeah. cool guys don't look at explosions. Uh, Genius says that it was uh, put out May 31st of 2009. This was already a cliche. Yeah, the, like this is Breaking Bad pretending to be a kind of Hollywood that it's not. Yes, uh, and it 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 fucking rots. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a really a big bummer scene. It's also, I think, bad characterization for the twins. Again, I don't think that you have to hand it to the cartels. I get cartels bad, unpredictable. Yeah. But this doesn't seem like it serves their purpose. No. Um, you know, I understand them not wanting to get out wherever immigration, you know, is or wherever they let out. Like obviously yeah, they're yeah. not getting out. You know what I meant. Why well, don't getting out at the end point? Maybe they would be spotted. They might have a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they should have jumped out. Yeah, uh, the back, you know, or I don't know anything. It's just weird to me. I mean, I, I don't I, like it. Looking at it from a practicality standpoint, and I've got no idea how much practicality should apply when we're talking about force of nature, you know, just <laughs> supernatural kind of folks. But like, kind of seems like a like a truck full of a bunch of scorched dead bodies would draw more attention yes. to the possibility of like cartel heavy hitters than like yes. one guy saying like oh there were these two really scary dudes who had some suspicious shoes well and and why they have to you know they have to wear the suspicious shoes even though they're sometimes taking pains to cover their their tracks you but know. they have to wear their signature power boots so it makes them silly. identical if they take them off they look completely different yeah. <laughs> immediately their faces polymorph into yeah I, I don't know there's just part of it that is just very silly 
Yeah. I uh, hear. And it, it is, they are the most elevated thing we've seen in the show yet. More elevated than the plane crash, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's just so. like, I'll, I'll say this, uh, for like, like aesthetically, this is not scary to me. This part the, is not. The, other the, things they do are. Yes, then that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like other things they do are scary. You know, they are uh, terminators, basically. Right? Yes, a terminator, a very scary idea. Uh, and I'll say this: Two and will say, "Well, oh, yeah." <laughs> some will say, "Oh, this, the the, ter- the terminator absolutely exploded a bunch of stuff." I, I know, yes, but, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm holding this to a higher standard than the Terminator series of films. Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like the 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 slow, methodical just cannot be deterred you know we'll get to their target and we'll kill them that is much more that works for me more than we will blow you up and then not look at the explosion when it yes. when it happens it's cartoonish yep don't like it yeah. uh a sour note on a very good episode on a season that i really love yes you know it's it's not verbal mm-hmm. it's just a mild bummer i think yeah um uh, yeah that's that's the episode. I think like this is a really good uh, kind of statement for season three too. This is a very focused episode. There's not like a subplot thing going on. No, like we start much closer. I think to everything kind of being converged. You know, the like the most distant thing is the uh, is is the cousins. You know, is is like the cutaway. But like everything is a little bit more closely related, a little bit more intertwined, and pushing further in a in a, in a direction. Right. Yes. Then just like, okay, we're going to cut away a story, B story and split time. And then one of them is going to climax. And that's, that's going to be what we address at the beginning of the next episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I love a focus story. Yep. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like this show, the best thing you can do is support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash TV, you can throw us some dollars, get bonus shows, get access to the Slack Get all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. It's all uh, there, baby. If you've already done that, or if you can't do that, we understand. Um, you can also go and leave a rating or review in whatever podcast directory you get this from. Uh, you know, your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify, what have you. Any of those will help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we want to give a big thanks to Gwen, yeah. our producer. Our producer. Thank you. And uh, compose you, the, uh, the, uh, the opening closing the songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Gwen. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next time, uh, if an explosion happens, run, you idiot. Oh, yeah, no. Like, that, that explosion is going to be shooting a bunch of stuff out of it. Like, you're not yeah. safe just because you're out of range of the flames. It's Dear an God. explosion. <laughs>